<laughs> Ooh, that's kind of creepy, man. I was getting into that one. I was into like you see those guys at the concerts. Oh, yeah. They can yeah. Music going by them. We were like our own little blue man group there <laughs> behind the scenes. Oh, man. Well, hi, Eric. What's happening? Buddy? Well, hey, Mac. What's up, buddy? Buddy. buddy. <laughs> Nothing much. I'm just doing this thing right here, printing some stuff. I got my printer working overtime. I'm almost out of filament again. So, going to have to order some more filament oh, for man, the old printer. Printing, printing monster. I'm we'll printing give- stuff for Necromunda. Drinking give it a my, couple uh, more minutes for people to jump on. My evening coffee in my yep. Indian Invasion shorts Man, coffee cup. Mine really gets washed out. Yeah, that you can purchase at Redbubble. And you, if you want the one Eric has, you can get that at Unipolar Games. And look, it makes your coffee taste better. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody just gave me a like for that one. <laughs> Spaz says we're four minutes late. He still wants his full half hour of content. Wow, man, we we brutal. We don't have a whole lot of fans, but the ones we have are dedicated, man. Yeah, we just we've yeah. been here. We've just been goofing around for the last twenty minutes. We've been, we've been talking about very, very important stuff. I can't remember what it was, but I think it was very, very important stuff. So <laughs> I think I may have a tiny visitor coming. Well, I guess we can kind of jump into it since we got a couple people watching Let's and uh, say, hey. Welcome to Wednesday Night Indie Invasion Shorts, guys. Mac and Eric here, where we get to just chit-chat about all kinds of gaming stuff. And um, you know what, Mac? Today, I was reading a little bit on our good friend Jim, the tabletop engineer. I want to give him a shout-out. He just started a Kickstarter today, you guys. Um, I didn't see that. Yes, he is doing a new Kickstarter that is called Delver. And what Delver is, it's resources for random rolling referee magazine. So it's a magazine he's going to publish like bi-monthly. And it's for the RPG old school. What's it? Old school essentials. Old school essentials. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He is really really on the magazine kick, man. Well, he's doing such a good job. Yeah. You almost have to, right? So, oh, hello, Alder. Good morning, Alder. Coffee. We're all set for you. All set. We were waiting for you, buddy. So I was checking out, and then it it got me thinking uh, about his Bexham Bazaar. Another little plug for Jim that if you guys haven't checked that out, go check that out. That's another magazine that he does. Yes. That uh, is, that's monthly. Bexham's Bazaar. And that's a subscription service. He has like three bucks an issue. It's digital. I think you can get print. I, I know you could in the past. Um, through drive through RPG, I think you can can get print. I don't think it's set up for print, but maybe because through drive, I know drive through RPG does the it's like print on demand, basically. So I'm not sure if you can, but you know what? I know how to find out. But what got me thinking about that is because uh, Jim publishes scenarios in there and he's been doing kind of a call out for people to do, like, if you come up with your own scenario, submit it, he may use it and. He'll actually pay you for it. So, <laughs> so that got us. It's my segue into segue, tonight. Segue, segue. So tonight we're gonna talk about scenarios. So you'll want to make a scenario, right? Yes. Coming up, coming up with a homebrew scenario, and like we were talking the other night, and you said the two of us could be dangerous. Mm. Uh, you know, it's like where do you start? Well, some things we want to talk about. Some things that 
to, to think about when you're doing this. And basically it starts with an idea. So right. here's where you come into play. You're an idea guy. And then yeah. I could organize it. We could be dangerous. Yeah. Because if you guys go oh. to the, if you go to the, um, and here is the token insert of said game. Ready? If you go to the twisted Facebook group, you'll find a scenario that Eric actually won a scenario writing contest. And, um, it, it was in part because it was so well organized and easy to read. So that makes a big difference on a scenario, just having it organized. And I don't do that. I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm bad about that. I'm organized about everything else in my whole life. And I guess when I sit down to play a game, I'm just like, I don't want to be organized anymore. I just want to play. So when I do something for a scenario, mine will be something that goes like this. Hey, this model would be really cool in the game. I'm going to put it on the table. What are you going to do with it? I don't know. I just don't know. But I've done a few. Like I have a, a Halloween scenario for Twisted. I've got um, Christmas. I've got, got a Christmas, Christmas scenario one. for it. And then I've got my um, Gulliver's Travels. I've got Gulliver and the Lilliputians. And then I've got the Three Little Pigs. And uh, I you know, about that one. yeah, and uh, a variety of other things, but they're not written out like Eric does. And so nobody else can really play them unless they come to my house. And play See, them. I'm kind of tempted to grab those and write them out and send them over to Jim. I'll send you pictures of the models so that you can. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what, Mike, I was actually thinking about that with Jim's magazine was oh, yeah. uh, submitting those uh, two scenarios that we came up with for, um, wild west exodus and one of them we actually played at adepticon and a lot of those guys had a lot of fun with that yeah. so and i kind of did the same thing with the scenario i made for twisted is it started as an idea and we play tested it a couple times and said oh let's try this let's try that you yeah. know um so it, it it they all started with an idea and it, it basically had whatever game system you know you kind of come up with like a goal you know, what, what is the goal for the players to try and do in the game? Um, and that's where you just start, right? Yeah. I mean, your ideas, that's kind of where you started with, right? You said you had this yeah. many, and it's like, okay, these guys got to battle this guy. Right. And then, and then on top of that, you look at a lot of, particularly with skirmish games, is they're almost all scenario-driven you get 10 scenarios in the back of a book. I mean, take rain and hell, for instance, there's the whole back end of the book is just packed with scenarios. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's really not that thick of a book. And, but the whole back end is packed with scenarios and scenarios are fun to play because it gives you something to do other than just beat the tar out of each other yeah. off the table. Now to be fair to beating the tar out of each other on the table, whenever I first play a game, I don't play a scenario. I just beat the tar out of it so that I can see. I don't want to be going after objectives and trying to do special. Yeah, you want to learn how the mechanics. Yeah, I want to see how the dice work and how many of them I get to throw and how badly I'm going to roll on a regular basis. You know, all the regular things that you want to find out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and another thing you do is have things for that, that can help with those goals. You know, uh, for example, search for loot. Uh, my scenario with the zombies, you know, I, I kind of incorporated that in there that maybe they can find something to help them battle these hordes of zombies. Yeah. And the or not <laughs> a door to get away. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like little layers, you know, you right. can do a very basic and then just keep adding stuff uh, to 
make it as crazy as you want really or as fun right um, well as you as you go into the next part of this portion of shorts with terrain mm -hmm. so when you go into that it, it, that makes me think of the game deep wars and shadow sea by antimatter games now those are two games i absolutely love high quality miniatures use song of blades and heroes rule sets good rule set um but they came out with three different books that were just scenario based and ev almost everything in that game the terrain is always a part of the game there's all kinds of dangerous terrain the stuff you have to get around um a, a sample scenario just in case you're trying to come up with your own of something to do is you're supposed to set up a water source and you have to spend x amount of turns extracting fresh water while you're getting attacked by these dinosaurs um, in order to achieve the objective. So it's really kind of fun. And I think it helps balance games too, if you're playing a scenario, because sometimes you're just going to get hammered no matter what, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Not like wild west exodus drunksidus, not, not, not that one. That, that's a different kind of hammered. That's a completely different kind when you play that scenario. Well, that I'm just getting beaten. That one was fun because I kind of built in a, a random variable where the players are trying to collect these uh, drink tokens that they could either keep for points or during the game spend for bonuses and stuff. Well, right. the guy that they're getting these from was your moonshiner. Well, when you came into a certain range of him, you rolled on a chart and he would do random stuff either. Right. He could give you a drink because he liked you, or he could pull out his shotgun and blast at you. Well, you know, it was funny that you did that scenario because if you remember back in first edition Wild West Exodus, I wrote a scenario called The Still, and I picked up three hillbilly miniatures from uh, those. Uh, from Black Scorpion miniatures and then a big hill giant model from... Uh, Dungeons and the Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, it's the Wiz Kids line. line. Yeah, and he had coveralls on, and he just fit perfectly. <laughs> and so that's that's what I so I wrote one too. It was similar in in content, you know, but there were mm -hmm. there were different things. So I just think that that's funny. I think Wild West Exodus was just begging for a still sort of oh yeah scenario. So that's that's kind of great minds. Let's go with that. Right. Yeah. Let's go with that. Great minds. <laughs> We're like the Wonder Twins. Wonder Twin powers activate. So one of the other things I, I yeah, you bring up train. Another thing I I'd like to think about when you come up with scenarios is not just a goal, but maybe a a, a you know some guys to fight against against fighting each other. You're fighting right. against the, the greater bad, or it could be a big bad. Maybe right. there's a boss. Well, um, I love that too, and I think I love it even more now that I've been exposed to urban manhunt and played that. Mm -hmm. So to go from being against one another to having a focus, but still kind of slapping each other around in the back where yeah. it's still from the bad guy. Enemy uh, of my enemy, right? Right, right. Is is kind of cool. I, in, I enjoy that. So that's kind of a newer thing for me with the big bad guy scenario. I guess I kind of do it with the Christmas one I wrote and stuff, but they're not, you don't have to go against each other in those. Yeah. It's sort of a race for loot kind of thing um, against this third party. So it's maybe a little bit different, but um, again, going back to shadow sea, there's a scenario that was written where there's a dragon that shows up on the board 
Now, you really can't beat it, which I love. So you basically end up running around hiding in places. See who can outlast, right? Seeing, getting from point to point. So that's really cool, too. And, okay, so Mike has a a good good point. point. Is Yes, we want to bring RPG roots into your skirmish games. In other words, you like narrative games. Yes, that's That's the short short way way to say it. Yeah. But saying it like that, too, is I think everybody does a little bit because people like to play scenarios. If -hmm. people didn't like to play the scenarios, all of the books wouldn't come with them. And just about every game book you come with is going to have some sort of scenario. Now, to be honest, are a lot of them kind of the same? Yeah. Yeah, they could be. But but when you're running totally different kinds of models, the the feel of it and the dice rolls and the Mm -hmm. movement and all of the, the dynamic differences... It's make it feel of, like a different scenario. It's kind of like a puzzle in a way. You think of, yeah, you could play the same scenario, but use that different combination. It's kind of like a puzzle. You're trying to see what will work best for that scenario. Like, yeah. you know, one little, you know, group you put together may just totally fail, you know, and it's just like, oh man, we got steamrolled by this scenario. The big bad was too tough. Well, right. then you try something else and, right. well, you be successful. So, well, so here's here's an interesting thought because Alder jumped on there too and said what Mike said and and definitely love the narrative games, but since scenarios kind of create a narrative game by default, can't we say that the competitive players like narrative games too? I mean, they, they like to play the scenario. They're just going to crush you in the scenario, you know, because yeah. they're competitive. But yeah. okay, so competitive guys, welcome. Welcome to loving narrative games. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. Uh, but yeah, so that that's I, I never really thought about it that way. But really, it is because competitive players they want to play those scenarios too because mm-hmm. it's um you know it's goal based which yeah. is which is competitive. You know, you're trying to achieve a goal. So I, I think that's an interesting way to think at it. Think about it because I hate the idea that. Competitive players and narrative players are like, oh, you, you play competitive, so you're bad, or you play narrative, so you're bad. How about you just play? Yeah. And, and if you don't like playing competitive, don't play competitive players. If you don't like playing narrative, don't play narrative players. You can still I mean, be friends I, with them. It makes it more interesting. Okay. You know, you're, you're, you know, you're telling a story. Some, that's really what could help you design a scenario and it, is you try to tell a scenario uh, a story in that scenario and something that's neat and you see like campaigns basically campaign yeah. uh, is something you can do where it's just a bunch of different scenarios with maybe the same story thread right. and then based on playing one two three you know it'll affect them all as you go and then the overall story so I think that's kind of interesting yeah, I, way to think of yeah, it. And we, I mean, I think we've probably said this a million times and it's probably a dead horse, but the campaign is great because it does tell that story. Gosh, I feel like we've said story an yeah. awful lot. Tonight. Well, it gives you something to work towards. Right. And, and well, and like you were, like you said in the notes, we have notes. We're, we're that organized. That's the extent of our organization, but we have notes. Um, is doing a scenario, a set of scenarios themed. Yeah, theme is a good idea. Really such a good idea. Um, Like like you said in the example, a zombie theme. 
Well, how cool is that in just about any game you're going to play? Yeah. I mean, really. So you're playing Relic Blade or you're playing Burrows and Badgers. Heck, you're playing Urban Manhunt. Throw some weird zombie thing into that as your scenarios. It might be kind of fun. And see, in the scenario I, I did for Twisted, it's like I, I started at that, let's just do a zombie swarm scenario. But then I was like, okay, it's going to be, you know, it's got to be a little bit more. And I was thinking story-wise, maybe there's somebody controlling them. So that's right. where I came up with the big bad that, you know, if you do a group of them, maybe they don't encounter them, but you get a clue. Maybe that right. was the goal. You get a clue of what's causing this. And then maybe the next one, then you introduce the big bad. This is the guy that's right. controlling them. Right. So. And well, Alder makes a good point too, that with narrative games, not having to be balanced because it is a story. That's kind of where the competitive player and the narrative player are going to there. That's where there's going to be a difference. They can kind of come together on the scenarios because for the narrative player, you're telling a portion of the story. And mm -hmm. then for the competitive player, you're, you're kind of, you're getting that balance of a scenario, but when they're homebrewed scenarios and you are just trying to tell a story. Yeah. I'm, I've got to agree with Alder that the competitive players not going to want to play that because the story might essentially be, and I know this sounds crazy because we play miniatures war games and you don't really ever show up to lose. You know, you're not like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go down to the game store. I want to lose like four games tonight. <laughs> that's, that's not what's in your head when you go down to the store. Right. But some, some of the scenarios are, I don't want to say unbeatable, but so difficult because it's going to play into the story. You know what I mean? Maybe you're supposed to lose somebody because the next one, somebody has got to be captured or, or some, you know, anything like that. So there's going to be, there's going to be that no be, you know, weeping and stuff Yeah, over the table. So yeah, the theme is a, another idea to think about to get you started in uh, building a scenario. Um, like I like your, the first one I thought of was your Christmas one. Yeah. I mean, come Christmas time, what's better than to play a scenario designed around right. a twisted Santa Claus is in, in, in his, his elves. Right. The old, okay, so I have one bad thing about that scenario, and just one. And that's that I got the miniatures that I use are from Eden, from Happy Games Factory. And the Christmas ones were an exclusive. So I don't know if you can get in, get those particular ones anymore, but I mean, they're perfect. They're little freaky, skinny elves with like loincloths on and yeah, little hats. Creepy looking. Yeah, they're just really creepy. And uh, the Santa Claus is all buff and everything and <laughs> has no shirt on and ripped pants. It's got a teddy bear with the head pulled off. You know what I mean? So, um, no, Elton says, depends on the game. Some I lose whatever scenario we play. Yeah, that's me too. I mean, that's, I, I got I, I roll up in there with the expectation that I'm probably not going to roll very well. I may make some wonderful tactical decisions, but that may be the extent of my success. I'll have to leave with the night going, I made excellent tactical choices. <laughs> I made terrible rolls, but I made excellent tactical choices. Walk out, patting myself on the backs just so that I want to come back and play. Yeah. Yeah. Only that's one of the things, you know, you, you, you write down these ideas, you try them out, and then you you go and you maybe make some more notes. You know, well, let's try this next time, or let's just try this next time. So it's kind of like write all these ideas down, and then you try them a couple times, and then maybe adjust things to work with the mechanics of the game. Yeah. Um, 
it's a good way to learn the mechanics of any game. That's for yeah. sure. When you're kind of pouring through those things to make your ideas work and make sense within that game. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's something to keep in mind when you're doing all your ideas. And I think, too, it depends on what game you're playing as to how deep you can go. Because yeah. you take certain games where you can create new character profiles. You know what I mean? So you can, mm -hmm. well, I think I think Peter posted it in the Twisted Facebook group where uh, he, there's the calculator where you can figure out how to generate stats and points for Twisted characters, Deep Wars and Shadow Sea, you can do that. Um, obviously, Urban Manhunt, you can do that. So there's mm -hmm. a bunch of games where you can get really deep, where you're creating these extra characters to add into the game. That's a lot of fun sometimes. Oh, I love doing that. That's I can't tell you how many twists. I got a, like four drawers full of miniatures that were not sculpted or sold by Demented Games for Twisted, but I've added them in anyway, and yeah. I just got them up and... Throw it's them like, on the table as, as an extraneous model somewhere on the table. It reminds me of being a kid when you're reading comic books, and it's like you make up your own superheroes, you know, yeah. to play in that world. Yeah, playing with it's like I'm playing with my G.I. Joes, except they don't have the kung fu grip, you know? They're just standing <laughs> there with their gun like this, and they don't move. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Okay, do we have any... Uh, comments here you guys that are joining in feel free to comment and Let's chime see. in on what we're talking about here yeah mike was commenting too about the uh the story changing or adding rules and and that's not something that a competitive player is going to be okay with and that's okay but i think in all fairness if you know you're playing against a competitive person if you let them know up front either they're going to be okay with it or they're not going to or they're going to be like no i don't i don't want to play that and i think that that's okay i think that's great you know, you're going to, you're going to play how you like to play. Yeah. No matter yeah. what, no matter what, let's see, let's roll back here. And we didn't get a whole lot of comments tonight. Just Spaz giving us a hard time for starting a few minutes late. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He wasn't here last year, week, so we couldn't oh, wish yeah. him a happy birthday. So That's we'll wish right. him a late happy birthday. That's right. Late happy birthday to Spaz. That must've <laughs> been why he uh, um, didn't, he didn't come last week because he knew we would call him out. Well, it doesn't yeah. matter. We'll call you out late. So, what have you been working on then? Have you been working on a scenario? I've been kicking around some ideas and, you know, I, I'd actually like to revisit some of the ones that we, we mentioned a little bit here. You're talking about, uh, you know, some of the ones that you did that just aren't organized. So yeah. like all the things we talked about are ideas that get you started. And like I mentioned, we write them down, test them, all that type of stuff, and then try them out. Once I like to do, I have all that is I like to then actually organize it. You know, I use some kind of word processing, whatever, and just plug it in, move stuff around to make sense. Um, you know, most scenarios are one page, so I don't fret about right. write, writing a book. I just want to give you a taste of what's going on, what the players need to do. You know, I have a setup, a bad guy with stats if you need it. Right. And, and done. Go play. Have fun. Yeah. And Spaz makes a good point, too, that, you know, scenario building is fun, but the balance can be tricky. So I have an idea. So for Twisted, since you're the organizer and you said you wanted to revisit, let's I revisit. Let's I, mean, I, I, I wish it wasn't July because I want to revisit the Christmas one. OK. OK. But wait. But wait. So we have let's see what everybody wants you to do, because here's the ones that I have that I don't have anything written written out for. OK. So we've got Gulliver and the Lilliputians. Okay. We've got Santa 
and his demented elves. Okay. We've got the three little pigs and the big bad wolf. I've got. Um, Don't you have a Halloween one too? Like uh, I do, but I I, did, I haven't finished the painting on that one, so I, I wasn't sure what direction that was going okay. with, as far as the models. Because um, I like the have, horror theme. <laughs> then we have okay. Then we have the flying monkeys from. Um, uh, wow. Wizard of Oz. Thank you. I was like, yellow brick road, red <laughs> slippers. What am I talking about? Um, and then we, I then I have Willy Wonka and the Oompa Loompas. With oh, a, I remember with, that one too. With, yeah. a, with a grown up Charlie Bucket. Man. So, which one do you guys think Eric should organize and put into a scenario? Now, they're all for Twisted, but realistically, uh, you could use you could probably do those across a couple of different games. You could you could I think you could squeeze several of those into Wild West Exodus, honestly. Okay. Uh, I think that would be I think that yeah, would been, be reasonable because they're they're very steampunky. It's okay. kind of the same, it's really yeah. the same era. Uh, I've been trying to think of um uh stuff for Rain and Hell. Uh because right. their scenarios seem pretty, you know, not overly intense with there's a lot going on right. in them. It's kind of like uh get this to be and you know that type of thing right um been trying to uh think of how to finish uh one for wild west exodus too that me and mike were working on oh it was way before covid so uh, right. we just kind of things stopped you know right. we didn't get the play test but well so mike we have already, lots of choices mike already voted for willy wonka willy wonka willy wonka and the oompa loompas the psycho oompa loompas with meat cleavers and knives <laughs> Steve says the Santa scenario. The Santa scenario is pretty awesome. I mean, mm. it's pretty good because I made, um, I have objective markers all around the board and I painted them up. They're little Christmas presents. There's one main objective that's like six Christmas presents. And then there's little single Christmas presents all over the board. And the way we played it last time is everyone's trying to get Christmas presents, including the elves. But um, every time an elf got a Christmas present and opened it. It was another elf. Mm. So it was kind of perpetuating. And Mike's asking the bank robbery. Is that the one? Yeah, I think that was one of the ones we were working on that one. And we, I don't know if we ever finished the stagecoach robbery one. They may be the same one. Right. Um, well, I hate to say this to you, Eric, but if we only get two votes on which one you should write and they're two different ones, I think you should do both of them. And then, and then you know what I want to do is I do want what we mentioned at the top of the show tonight. I want to send them over to Jim, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And same goes for everyone listening, okay? Jim is always, always looking for scenarios for skirmish games. He has a, a whole section of Bexham's Bazaar that is dedicated to skirmish games. He's got the, um, let's see, he had Sean Sutter write... Um, a, a scenario for Relic Blade that got put mm -hmm. in there. He had, I always, always get his name wrong, but the gentleman who wrote Frostgrave, he's written a couple of different articles. I believe uh, the guy that wrote Gaslands has done an article for the magazine too, for all, all scenarios, yeah, all I think he scenarios did. in Bexham's Bazaar only. So if you guys want to do a scenario and submit it to him, that would be awesome. Cause we've always tried to, um, 
you know, push people over to him as best we can, but please check it out. He would love that. Elton says he'll abstain from voting so that you have to write too. Oh man. Well, you know, I'll probably write them anyway. <laughs> Alder says Santa and the elves trying to get off the board with all the presents, but the Urkin trying to steal them. That's a good, that's a good idea too. And I mean, I play the Dickensian, so I got, I got pretty beat up last time in the, the last Christmas scenario that we did. So, but yeah, so if you guys got ideas and uh, you want to send them our way, you know, we'll, we'll be happy to hear them. Send them over to our uh, indie invasion at gmail.com or, or comment on here. Yeah. Or the discord anywhere, anywhere you guys want to throw them up. The Urkel, <laughs> no, the Urkin, not the Urkel. There's no Can Urkel. I do that? There's no Urkel. <laughs> I, mean, I suppose there could be an Urkel amongst the Urkin. See that right there is an idea. There you right go. There. You there could you have go. Urkel as the big bad. There you go. See, you could. It'd be probably a pretty short scenario or at least a short fight, but you know, you could do you, it. You gotta go run up behind them and snap those suspenders. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, that's all we've got tonight for <laughs> scenarios, guys. But please really consider if you have an idea and can put it to paper, submit it to Bexham's Bazaar. If you want to write a, a short article about a game that maybe he hasn't covered, like for instance, Alder, I know you play This Is Not a Test. That oh. hasn't, there's been nothing in Bexham's yeah. Bazaar about This Is Not a Test and a short, like, primer article if you like to write or if you don't like to write, and you should probably do it anyway. Um, that was me being passive aggressive. Hopefully it worked. Uh, <laughs> but um, but if you wanted to write something for this is not a test or really anything else that you guys are playing as a primer, quite a few people get Bexham's Bazaar, and it's just going to create more exposure for whatever game it is that you really like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and so make it that why you love it and that kind of stuff. And he's always looking for that kind of stuff to go into. Bexham's Bazaar. So please, please go check out the magazine. You'll like it. Um, and he'll pay cool you. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, he'll pay you for it too. But you can, I mean, you can go get the magazine too. It's a really cool magazine. I just encourage you to go check it out. So go right now. We'll wait for you to get back. I just saw this comment by Mike up here. Mike's been working me over pretty hard today. <laughs> uh, for the crisis protocol? Yep, 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 yep. Because he posted a picture of an uh, alternate paint scheme for Magneto, and he knows how to get me. <laughs> so now you need another Magneto so you can do an alternate paint scheme? Mm, yeah. Don't, don't pretend like you're resisting. It's just, it's no good. It's no good. It's fake. We know it's <laughs> fake. All right, well, it is your turn to take us out there, Mr. Mister Mailman. All right. All right. So guys, thanks for joining us this week again for Indie Invasion Shorts, uh, where we ramble on about some kind of gaming topic. But if you want more, visit us at Indie Invasion Podcast at pod, the podcast at Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Cast. You can find some more audio there of this show because we turn it into audio afterwards or anything else we like to talk about. Also, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, and drop us a line at IndieInvasion at gmail.com if you have any of those ideas for scenarios. Right, um, you skip the YouTubes. Don't forget the YouTubes. Oh, did I skip the YouTubes? Don't yes, we're posting YouTube. new stuff there. If, like, Mac gets a lot of stuff off of Evil Bay, and sometimes he does a little flip through, so you may miss it. You know, 
Yeah, you. About that. But and yeah, there's, there's the Discord. Uh, we're asking everybody to go head over to Discord and join in the conversation. There's a lot of people on there talking about all kinds of things, gaming related, getting tips from other community members for painting. Uh, Mac's been going nuts posting his, uh, what well, you've been working on this for the last three days, his big old project he's making for a board for Necromunda. Uh, so if you guys want to check out some of that stuff, that's the kind of thing you'll find on Discord. And uh, guys, if you check out our actual official Coastal Con website, Oops, I'm not good there at go. clicking. <laughs> Coastaltext.com. We have all these things we're talking about. There's links there for you. And you can check out some of our friends of the show. Jim, tabletop engineer we just mentioned. Unipolar Games to get some cool shirts or dice trays or tape measures. And then coffee also cups. coffee cups. We have our good friend Alan at Discover Games there where you can go to his website and order some of these indie games that we talk about. And if you want to support what we're doing, we appreciate it. Go to patreon.com slash indie invasion. You do not have to uh, actually pledge anything to enjoy what we got on there. Most of the stuff we have on there is not exclusive. You can just go there and enjoy uh, what we post up there. Uh, but we appreciate it. And hey, best thing you can do also is tell a friend. Tell a friend about indie friend. invasion. Tell two Spread friends. the word. Tell two friends. Two friends? Okay. Two friends. And if you and, have more than two friends, tell them too. Well, those two friends might need some shirts to put on their bodies, they right, might. Mac? They might. So, hey, something new we started. Go visit Redbubble People Indie Invasion, where we got a whole bunch of, if, if it's not a t-shirt, get a wall <laughs> clock. <laughs> or a comforter. <laughs> a new comforter or a shower curtain. They got some crazy stuff on they there. but some crazy stuff. Hey, it supports the show, and we appreciate that also. But um, once again... Visit Bexham's Bazaar if you want a cool magazine that's all about RPG, tabletop skirmish games. Uh, he covers a lot of different stuff in the gaming community. And, hey, that's about it tonight, guys, for Indie Invasion Shorts. We will see you next week. And until then, prepare yourself for the invasion. Bye, guys.